Welcome. It's nice to have you here. I'm so glad you could come. This is going to be such an exciting day. I hope you enjoy it. I think you will. Kevin Durant is the Kevin Durant episode. You trading son of a bitch! You could have been a blazer if we would have drafted right. Instead, you went to the Seattle Super Sucks. And then you got traded over to OKC. I guess you didn't get traded. They just moved down there. And then you decided to go against everyone's wishes and go to those those viral little devils up there in the Golden State Warriors. Gross. There's enough about that. That's all I'm going to give you credit for, bro. That's it. Anyways, just got back from Hawaii. Yes. 13 straight days in the paradise that we know as the Hawaiian Islands. Howdy boy. Oh, brah. How's it? How you cheek? Ah, love pigeon, man. It's a shit. Never been to Hawaiian or the Hawaiian Islands. They speak a whole different language there. Yeah. You can always tell the ones that moved from like Lansing, Michigan to go there. They're just like, oh, don't you know, thanks for coming here to the Hawaiian Islands. And you're like, what the fuck? Did that lady just speak Fargo to me? Oh, you know, you might want to put on a little higher SPF there. And then you stare at her and you're like, why is this lady so pale? Hey, 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 concierge lady. Hey, how long you lived here? Oh, I've been here about six months, moved here from Wisconsin. I couldn't stand the smell of cheese anymore. Just decided to move out here to this beautiful paradise. Well, I don't know if they told you this, but you might want to get your ass outside in that tropical sun and get yourself a little tan because you're scaring the children. And I came here to have a Hawaiian experience. I didn't expect my girlfriend to get a lay from a lady who looks like she should be part of the fucking snowmen people on that Game of Thrones show that everyone talks about and can't stop talking about and annoys the shit out of me because I don't watch it. Oh, you don't watch Game of Thrones? No, because I turned on the first episode and a brother was fucking his sister and I was like, I'm out. I like when people people are like, oh yeah, but you just got to get past that. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'll just get past the incest that happens within the first 10 seconds of the video. Oh, yay, hey, hey, let's watch this. This is the greatest show of all time. Really? You're probably the same. Anyone who likes Game of Thrones is the same asshole who goes on to Pornhub or wherever you watch your porn. I don't care. Maybe you watch it on that hamster site or uh, yeah, is uh, is RedTube still available? I don't know. Anyways, you choose whichever search engine you would like to bring up porn, and you're the one that, that's making this, oh, brother and stepsister bang it out type. Who's into that fantasy? Why is that even a fantasy on there? Why is that like the top five of the eight? Whatever just happened to hot chick gets railed by man with giant penis? Whatever happened to that? Now I gotta go in there and they're like, oh, brother, no. And it's like, oh, yeah, but you didn't wash the dishes and mom told you you had to wash the dishes. Now you're gonna have to wash my balls. You're like, what the f? What? First of all, you can't act anyway, so why are you making this shitty scene up that most people probably don't wanna watch? Why are you into that, you Game of Thrones loving dragon slayer? Ugh, gross. Gross. Anyways. Enough going off on a tangent about that. Yeah, just got back from Hawaii. Started off great. The trip was fantastic. Started off by flying 
in a six-hour flight where my girlfriend decided to become that person that not only takes off her shoes, but takes off her socks. I can't stand that. I find it weird and rude. But my girlfriend decided to take that a step further. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Put your socks back on. This is a, there's, this is a public place. It's disgusting. No, then, then we didn't have anyone sitting in between us, thank God. You know, so she pulls out her bag of uh, stuff to do your nails with and starts doing her toenails on the flight over. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, I forgot to do my toes. So you're going to do them right here? You can't wait until we check in and you can do your nails on a beautiful lanai overlooking the ocean? You got to do it on flight 863 from Seattle on over to the big island of Hawaii? You got you to gotta break out. She did everything. She trimmed her nails on the plane. That is foul. I don't know how some people were raised, but I was raised by a mother and father who wouldn't even let me put my elbows on the table when we were eating at Skipper's, trying to enjoy some delicious clam chowder, let alone get on a flight that goes across the Pacific and start trimming my toenails and cleaning out the funk between my feet because I gotta look pretty when I get to the island. Now, did her feet look good? Of course they looked good. They look fucking fantastic. Some shit you would probably find in a late night infomercial when you're watching Comedy Central at 2.30 in the morning. You're like, who are they selling this, this, this nail kit to? Oh, they were selling it to people that have no life and the model on it is my girlfriend. That's how good her feet looked, but that's not the point. The point is, it's tough for me to sip down a cranberry juice and a Sprite that's given to me for free while I eat those delicious biscuits they give me because for some reason peanuts can't be consumed on an airplane because they're afraid you're gonna swallow one wrong and then you're gonna choke out and die. But it's hard for me to consume the drinks that I was trying to drink while my girlfriend is sitting uh, about a foot and a half away from me just getting in there with the clippers, you know? And I'm looking around like, is anyone seeing this? Please tell me no one else is seeing this. No one even cared. Uh, is there anything better than shitting on an airplane? The answer is no. There's nothing better. I do it every time. My girlfriend finds it weird. She's like, did you just, did you go to the bathroom on an airplane? I was like, yeah. Have you ever been in there? It's like a little comfort zone. It's like, it's like putting a 10 pound blanket on your legs when you're sleeping. It just, it just makes you feel better. I just sit in there. It's like this little, this weird little space shuttle style toilet in there. And I just do my business, man. I just have at it. Have I ever joined the Mile High Club? No. No. No, I haven't. I don't find it that cool. Alright? I'd rather masturbate in space, to be honest. But, pooping on an airplane? Top 10 things I've ever done in my life. Have I gone whitewater rafting down some crazy ass shit? Of course I have. Does it compare to shitting on an airplane at 30,000 feet? Not even close. Oh, wow. You skydived over the Grand Canyon? Congratulations, dude. You think that's a thrill? Try taking a shit on an airplane and hitting the flush button. See what happens to your ball sack. If it doesn't get sucked out, then oh, that'll get the old adrenaline pumping. My adrenal gland was like, doo -doo, doo -doo, doo -doo. I thought about hitting it. I was like, let's just see what happens. But then again, I didn't want 80-year-old saggy balls at the age of 34, you know? I'll age into that. I don't need that. But it's a rush up there is what I'm saying. Oh, you're trying to get your thrills off by, by jumping off the stratosphere and going straight down onto the pavement before you stop automatically and then get let off easy? Oh, that's that's child's play. Try taking a shit at 30,000 feet above and wondering, wondering if there's going to be a malfunction. You don't have a seatbelt on. You can be taking a sh mid-shit. You can fly up to the top of the ceiling, break your neck. That's a rush, all right? They don't have... 
They don't have helmets inside there for you to wear. They don't have a seatbelt you can crack on in case in case we hit some crazy turbulence over the middle of the Pacific and then we go crashing into the ocean, you know? And then I gotta I gotta be able to be such a good swimmer, I gotta kick the door open, swim out to the front, out the door. Meanwhile, there's a person over there stuck with their seatbelt on because we're we're 15 feet submerged in water and I look at them going by because it's beautiful crystal blue water. We're in the middle of the South Pacific, all right? I'm in the middle of, I guess you're not in the South Pacific, but we're in the middle of the Pacific Ocean and the tropical Pacific Ocean. There's going to be beautiful water, at least enough visibility where I can see 15 feet and I can see some some lady and her child struggling to get out of their seats, but I can't help because I got to live, all right? Is this turning into a very weird movie? Yes. All right, and then we got to go live outside with sharks because the black box, it, it disappeared. And then I got to drain salt water through my t-shirt for the next 20 days so I can have less sol- solidity. Is that the right word? In my In the water so I can survive. Does anyone else know that? No, but guess what? Before the plane crashed, I was reading Yahoo News and I saw some Tahitian kid that got lost on a fishing boat and that's how he survived. So I know I'll become the ringleader on this on this vessel that's floating through the middle of nowhere with a current that doesn't actually lead to anything in that part of the ocean. It'll be great. We'll kill some some ahi tuna. Maybe a shark will pop up and zah, stab him in the fucking eyeball so we can have some shark fin saltwater soup. Ah. Oh. Maybe I'll piss into the rag like like Kevin Costner on Waterworld, you know? Maybe someone get, maybe someone starts to drift off, and we gotta we gotta push them off into the into the sunrise or the sunset, depending on what time of day it is, because they're dying. And you know what? I can't have that person going psycho on on my vessel. What if he decides to take a take a bite out of the the yellow side of the raft because he for some reason this guy starts thinking it's a fucking Twinkie out there? I can't have that. I'm a ringleader, people. I'm General Patton out there. I'm getting shit done. I'm kicking that guy into the Sharkies. And then they're going to be following us because they're like, oh, look at these little drifters. They're just going to fall one by one. Nope, not me. I'm eating all heat steaks. I'm sucking water out of my shirt. I'm living forever. Where does this come from? How did I go from crapping on a plane to end up surviving, creating a Nicolas Cage movie? Anyways, rant over. That's the type of things I think about when I'm flying over. Like, I'm not a, I'm not a very, I hate flying, to be honest, when I get up there. My girlfriend, I always freak her out because I'll grab her when the, when the turbulence happens. But that's the stuff I always start thinking about. Most people just have a nice flight. They enjoy a movie or two, you know. They read that in-flight, an in-flight magazine, which has articles that you would never read if it was, if it was anywhere else besides on a plane because you know you can't get off. You're like, ah, I guess I will read about Russell Wilson and Ciara's love life. This is great. Oh, no way, Alaska Magazine. This is fantastic. Oh, oh, there's a sushi restaurant in Seattle that I should try that it only gets a two-star on Yelp when I got down and checked it on my phone. Yes. No, man. I think about like, oh, is the plane going to crash? And what will happen if it happens down there? And is that guy in the exit row actually capable enough to open the, the fucking door? Or is he just there for the leg room? I'm looking at the guy. He's like 82 years old. He's frail as shit. Okay, maybe, I think he's, I think you have to be 70 and under. But still, I saw the guy. He looked when he took his shirt. If that guy took his shirt off, I saw I saw his muscles on his on his uh, uh what do you call it? A bicep. And it looked like when when Clint Eastwood takes his shirts off now, you're like, oh my god, 
it feels like you've been cooking chicken in a slow cooker or an Instapot like I got for 15 minutes, and it's just gonna peel off. That guy doesn't have the strength to rip that door open at the exit, and now we're not gonna be able to have the blue lights turn on, bing, bing, so I know where to go, and we're not gonna slide off into the sunset on that beautiful raft with 15 other people. It's gonna be fucking chaos, people. Ugh, liar. When that lady said, do you have the ability to open that fucking door in case of emergency? You, old man, should have said no. I will take a smaller seat and let my frail legs be hurting and falling asleep for an entire six hours. Because just in case, just in case this plane does go down in the middle of the North Tropical Pacific or whatever the hell you call it. I'm not going to have the capability to open that up and save everyone on this airplane. Alright, enough with the uh, weird-ass thoughts of dying on an airplane, you know? Let's get back to reality! I did actually end up watching some TV on the, uh, on the plane, though. Uh, you know, you always watch shit that you would never watch at home. Well, I'm sitting there and I'm like, oh, Riverdale. I heard this is about the Archie comics. I loved Archie comics when I was a kid. I knew it was some teen bullshit type TV show that's based on the Archie comics, but I gave it a go. And I'll admit, right now, I love Riverdale. Oh my god. Spoiler alert. Archie bangs his teacher. Yeah, Veronica, hot as shit. Uh, Jughead, his dad is the heartthrob from my childhood, Skeet Ulrich. What more do you want? Oh, did I mention Luke Perry's in the TV show too? Bing, bing, bing. We got ourselves a winner if this was 1999. Skeet Ulrich, Luke Perry. Eight seconds. Let's go. Ah, uh, I like the show though. It sucks to admit it because it is pretty teeny and I'm not supposed to like it. And it's on the anything that says CW. If you're over the age of 20, you got to kick it out. You know, if like if you're allowed to go to bars, CW is allowed to come off your TV. That's the rules. But I love Riverdale. It's great. I watched a full season on the flight there and the flight back. That's all I watched. My girlfriend kept trying to talk to me. I was like, shut up. Shut up. Archie is about ready to become the captain of the football team, okay? Uh, Veronica's throwing parties, all right? And that one weird redheaded chick's blowing chicks in the bathroom. This is the greatest show of all time. Oh, Seinfeld, blow it out your ass, 36P. All right, Riverdale. How come when you get on an airplane, it happens to every single person? If there's two of you flying and you know it's going to be a row of three the entire walk? Because I like to get on the plane last. I'm not a let's get on first and get settled, though. Are they not going to have enough compartments for my bag type shit? They'll fit your fucking bag, all right? They'll put it down below if there's no space for free, okay? I like getting on last. I like being that person. But every time I get on, I go, what's going to be sitting next to us? Who's going to be sitting right next to us will it be a giant man that has a that likes to eat cheetos off the top of his stomach and can't even put his tray table down will it be an old lady that snores will it be someone that wants to chat my ear off about my life which i don't want to talk to this perfectly good stranger because they could be a psychopath you just it's a gamble when you walk up there you're like oh god and then you find like a child like a 10 year old child sitting next to you bingo i won the lottery because that kid ain't gonna do shit that kid is small enough to stay in his own seat. He's going to be too scared. He doesn't want to talk to you. His mom and dad are on the other side. They got the kid, the other littler kid over there. So you don't have to worry about like the kid being like, he, he thinks he's like the cool older brother. That is the freaking prime kid to be sitting in your section. You're like, yes, 
He's going to put his headphones on because his parents are, are giving him the privilege to sit by himself, even though he's only across the aisle. He's going to have his headphones in. He thinks he's the boss. He's going to shut up. He's not old enough to where if I got to get up and take a piss, I'm going to feel like, oh, God damn it. He's a little kid. I'm going to be like, hey, get your ass up. Daddy's got to take a shit at 30,000 feet. That's the gold mine. But I didn't get that. I got some old lady who just kept falling asleep with her TV on, and I had to go to the bathroom like six times. So then I feel awkward every time I got to wake her up out of whatever she's dreaming about, banging Ryan Gosling because I saw the way her husband looks, and I know she can't get too excited for that. But I got to sit there and tap on her and be like, hey, wake up from your dream, you sick pervert. Daddy's got to go to the bathroom. Oh, and here's the thing I want to ask. Hey, uh, airlines. There's only five people up there in first class. We got 7,000 of us back there in the peasant aisles. Why can't we use the bathroom in the front when there's 30 people trying to take a piss back here and no one's even going to the bathroom in first class? And then I walk up there and they just give that hand motion like, Stop! You can't come up here, peasant! Remove yourself from the area! And then they shut that little curtain, which isn't even a curtain, it's see-through. Wow, what of kind of a dick move is that? You can't even have the decency to put up a curtain that hides what I'm viewing. I can just see you guys serving champagne and hot towels and jerking off that sofa salesman in seat 2B. Come on, give us a blackout shade at the minimum. I don't want to see what's going on up there. Meanwhile, we're back here in the in the section that looks like some people could possibly be dead and we're paying $9.50 for some Oscar Mayer deli meats and three grapes. What kind of shit is that? Whatever happened to just a little bit of a meal? I don't need a lot, you know? Kick me down one of those old peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I don't give a crap. But you're trying to get me to pay $12.50 for a cheese plate, which comes out with some brie that's probably been sitting in a lukewarm refrigerator for the last six hours? Uh-uh, buddy. Those aren't even Triscuits. They're basically, you, you took a Lunchable, you unfolded it, you put it on another shittier tray, and you handed it to me. Just give me a fucking Lunchable! I'd be way more happy with that. Instead, you're giving me this shit you're trying to tell me is, oh, it's a special brewery made in, made in the hills of, of eastern Washington. No, it's not. I can look right at it. You took a Lunchable that you probably purchased at that little crappy overpriced deli stand that's right outside the gate. You brought it on the airplane, you opened it up, you put it on some cardboard and you handed it to me and then you made me swipe my credit card. Oh, you don't take American Express? How inconvenient in the most inconvenient place in the world. We're on an airplane. Get with the times, Alaska Airlines. They have Square. I can tap my phone onto something and it'll send my entire information. You can't take American Express? And no, I don't want your fucking credit card! For the last time, you're already raping me. I might as well turn around, let you shove it in my ass, and I'll still say, Oh, you guys only charge $25 a bag? Wow, you guys are a great airline. Top notch! Who gets a credit card mid-flight? Hey, you know what else is awesome up here? Extra debt. Let me sign up for that. What? You're giving me 5,000 extra miles? I can go from Portland, Oregon to Elko, Nevada on that? What a steal. 27% APR? Whoa. Let me sign up. I'll take two, please. Get out of here with that shit, Alaska. I feel like I've cussed a lot on this episode, and for that, for that I am sorry, okay? I need to start watching my tongue a little bit more. But I was frustrated. When you get on an airline, you get frustrated. 
like flying used to be awesome. You'd get there, you know, you'd be able to see the pilot, and, you know, they'd have the door open. You'd be like, whoa, that's the cockpit? How sweet is this? Oh, yeah, you have a cool job. Now you get on, it's got like, the cockpit has this gigantic door that's thick enough to hide safes in a safety deposit box. Uh, there's a giant eye hole on there, so I don't know what that's for. Maybe so when there's chaos in the back, when terrorists rise up again, that the that the people inside there, the pilots, can look back and be like, oh, it's really going down out there. I guess we'll uh, take a diversion right here to Cleveland. Uh, has there ever been a pilot that gets excited when he comes on the intercom when you're about to land? Ever? They always sound like this. This is your, uh, this is your captain speaking. Uh, I'd like to be the first to welcome you guys into the, uh, the beautiful champion, championship city of, uh, of Cleveland. Yeah, looks like the, uh, local time is 8.43. We're arriving a little, well, 15 minutes early, yeah. Thanks to those, uh, beautiful winds that, uh, you obviously felt while you were flying, because you almost flew out of your seat due to the turbulence. But we'll be, uh, landing shortly, where the weather is, uh, it's a palmy. 42 degrees outside. I hope you have your jackets. It's a nice day to go for a walk. Uh, thank you for for paying extra to watch those uh, those in-flight movies that you had to pay for. And sorry that we didn't have peanuts. And for the people in the back, uh, we ran out of beer before we could get to you. I'm so sorry for that. But thank you for flying Alaskan anyways. And hopefully you signed up for a credit card. And uh, your baggage will be in baggage claim too, where some of you won't be receiving it. But that's okay. Alright? We'll see you guys next time you fly the Friendly Skies right here with Alaskan. You ever been on an argument on an airplane? Oh, man, that's treacherous waters, you know? If you're arguing with your lady or your guy or your or your uh, transsexual uh, relationship partner, any way you go, all right? Maybe you got a midget. I don't know who you date. I'm not judging. I'm just saying, have you ever been on an argument on an airplane? You can't win. You got to be so quiet. And then you know that if you do act up, someone's going to see and they're going to call the air marshal. Next thing you know, you're touching down in Toledo, Ohio to go visit the old the old state penitentiary there because for some reason it's a felony if you get on an airplane and you start to get in an argument over who shut up the goddamn door. Hey babe, did you lock the door? Uh, no, I don't know. But guess what? Let's argue about it for the next 30 minutes on this flight. We got nothing else to do, nowhere to go. You want to run? Too bad. Where are you going to go? Sit in the bathroom? You can sit in the bathroom like a creepo back there? While everyone's sitting there going, is someone in there? Is this, or did this just lock by itself? You keep trying to push on the door when you're just trying to, just trying to enjoy yourself and get away for five seconds. Did that happen? Of course that didn't happen, people. I'm not a, I'm not a degenerate. I'm just saying it could happen. All right? It's embarrassing to get on a, on a, in an argument on an airplane. You always got some lady overlooking at you. Could be ruining her, her HGTV free segment that she's got going on the in-flight app. And you're like, ah, Jesus, calm down. I'll tell you what happens. They're going to put up some gray walls and a nice uh, white tiles like they do in every one of those shows on HGTV. Calm down, lady. We're talking about who, why is the ring going off at our house? Even though we can't do shit about it because we're 3,000 miles away and 30,000 feet above the ocean. Oh, it's probably just the UPS man or maybe a car drove by. Is it a mass murder? Oh, well, all they're going to take out is the person watching our house. We got insurance. We'll get a free house cleaning by, by whoever cleans houses after someone gets murdered. I think that's ServPro. ServPro, cleaning houses. After people get murdered, that's a little that's a little plug for them. If they want to cut me a little money in. That's cool. If not, all right. You know what, Surf Pro, you're badass. What the fuck am I talking about? Anyways, I'm gonna be done for the day because it's getting off the rails. This was my therapy session, the Misguided Idiot Podcast, episode number 35. Kevin Durant, suck a duck.
And uh, you guys take it easy. I'll see you guys next week uh, where I'll be going off on whatever it is I feel like going off on, you know? So tell that kid that runs the go-karts at your local uh, family fun center to tune in. Like, subscribe. I'll see you guys next week. Adios. Make up your mind. Decide to walk with me Around the lake tonight Around the lake tonight